comes. Here. And watch out! He's gone! Wow! Point, because there's a 6% slope, 50 feet. So right now it will gather speed. Good weight. A two footer. Oh my goodness. All the way. Can you believe that? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Walk It In podcast, episode 58. Jeff here, along with my co host, Mark. The world of golf continues to shift as the Live Golf is upon us as we recap our week from the memorial and we look ahead to the RBC Canadian Open prior to um, another major championship golf's in full swing and golf in full swing means multiple leagues in full swing mark as live golf has descended upon us this weekend in london with the likes of dustin johnson phil mickelson and i'm i want to get to memorial that is why we're here we're we're a golf betting podcast um i did not see lines on DraftKings for the live golf this thing this weekend i know they just picked teams today but i i do i do want your general take now that this thing is real and it's happening this weekend on what you think this means for the game of golf broadly. And then we'll, we'll work, work our way in uh, into the normal golf betting content that we're here for. Yeah. Um, hello, Jeff. Um, I, I think we have to wait and see just uh, we, we need to wait and see what the PGA tour does uh, about all of these guys. We need to see if they're allowed to play in all the majors, uh, which seems like to- they are. Right. Well, at least at least next week. Right. USGA came out. They're not going to stop anybody. Every single announcement from every player seems to be like, I am rescinding my membership to the PGA Tour and I will be playing in the majors. Well, you know why they're doing that is so that they're not breaking any rules technically. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't the PGA Tour can't punish them if they're not PGA Tour members. Right. Like at least that's that's the way I kind of read it is they're getting out ahead of this before they can be punished. Right. And um, then the PGA Tour never even discloses punishments anyways. But this right. might have been the time where they would to make an example out of some guys. But they're losing their power. They're losing their leverage quickly, it would seem, especially if this major thing is not something they can punish people with. Agreed. Uh, I just I, I think we're in wait and see mode. Um you know, there a couple more names are are coming out. Obviously, right? We've had Kevin Na uh, over the weekend uh, release his um, resignation, his explanation, etc. Bryson, who knows if Ricky ends up joining? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm still my opinion doesn't change from last week in the strength of the field, even with the additions of Kevin Na, Bryson, and potentially Ricky. But um, I don't know. I, I guess we wait and see if others follow suit, if, if nothing's going to happen to these guys. So um, I guess for now, we watch the Canadian Open. We tune in online or wherever the hell this London event is streaming. I think it's YouTube, if I remember correctly. But yeah, I, I'm not going to lie because I know we kind of bash it. I am genuinely curious. I'm mad at myself for what being are you curious? curious about. I just, I, I am not curious because I don't think Live Golf has not sold me on the idea that they have something magical that I need to tune into. I think I'm just more curious how this format, I think I'm just more interested in the format than anything else. Like, right. I want to understand this team golf thing, uh, shotgun start, 
54 hole tournament. I, I just, it's, it's less about the here. Let me, let me articulate this better in a perfect world. The PGA tour with the players that we love watching the PGA tour figures out a way to adapt some of this, which we've talked about on this podcast before uh, in a way that becomes more compelling to us. So that week after week after week for more or less 52 weeks out of the year, it's not the same thing. That right. to me is we what like is team intriguing. Golf. Yes. Team golf is a lot of fun. Team golf done right is a lot of fun. Let me be clear. I do not think live golf is going to do this right. Everything from today, we're recording Tuesday night, June 7th. Everything from today seems like it's a shit show, like right. an absolute you, shit show. You mean, you mean Peter Uline's team crushers against <laughs> Siwon Kim's team smash isn't intriguing to you? It doesn't give <laughs> off the vibe that they're going to do this right? Absolutely. Is that not. what I'm hearing? <laughs> you, the you, the you niblets right. led by Graham I, McDowell? Well, Team Sergio Garcia, Team Fireballs. I'm really excited to figure out what that's going to be all about. Punch. It's unbelievable. They've got hats. They've got polos. It's I mean, the number of stuff. team names that are associated with a type of shot, the punch shot, the stinger shot. I mean, uh, what I, the, I do low-key like Ian Poulter's team name, the Majestics. I mean, that's almost, that's like dad punny. Like, you're a dad. That doesn't shock me that you like that. Yeah, it's it's low key hilarious. It's punny. <laughs> it, it's punny. It's punny. Exactly. But see, that's the that's the other thing. All of this feels so like the logos, the team names. I mean, everything about the format feels so forced, so yeah. contrived. It's just not. It's like it's like wait a second, where did this come from? Like, who did you hire to put this all together? What was the agency or the consulting group that? Dallas, because again, it's it's almost it's gimmicky, right? And that, well, according to their tweet, it is uh, uh, don't the blink, captains Mark. and teams were chosen by by Greg Norman and the tournament committee, whoever that is. Yeah, sounds like a bunch of winners. But I, I think if it's if done right, it's intriguing. Which I, I believe the PGA Tour can do it right. I don't believe a bunch of slapsticks are going to be able to do it right. Everything about this seems odd. And again, I think, yes, I'm jaded. I do not believe this is good. I where the money's coming from. I, I fundamentally do not believe in all of this, and I have a problem with it. Uh, but who am I to, to argue with James Piot, um, the US Am? for going and doing this when he's getting a boatload of cash. Like his perspective is different than my perspective. And I have to be willing to, to see that and understand that. And like, you know, do that. The age old seek to understand as, as salespeople, we understand seeing things from the other's point of view. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, Taylor Gooch and team torque, like, you know, the, uh, Kevin Na and the Ironheads, right? This, I mean, this is just all so silly to me. Yeah, it, it is. It, it, it feels game showy. I mean, even like the stuff they did today with the drafts and all that. But I, I don't know. I mean, I, clearly I haven't been able to articulate my thoughts fully um, and maybe even coherently. But I am, I am intrigued as a golf fan because I want to see what this looks like. I'm not excited about it. I'm not rooting for it to succeed. Uh, my ideal situation is, this implodes and somehow the PGA tour figures out and learns from, uh, from it in a way that contributes to something that I would be, uh, more willing to support what I am. I, I like the PGA tour. I, I enjoy, yes, I understand golfers 
and pros have problems in certain areas, so be it. Um, at least it's not supported by the Saudi blood fund. Yeah, I mean, and regardless, I mean, you know how Taco Bell is made and you're still going to eat Taco Bell occasionally. Exactly. But it's just like there aren't enough good players in here. Even if a couple more trickle out, like you're going to have four, six decent players. Like who cares? That's just a couple of featured groups at Mm -hmm. the RBC Canadian Open. Like, you know, I I forget who said it. Um, One of my buddies put it in a group text but somebody like crunched the numbers and like the strength of this field is similar to the Barracuda. Right. Like, come on. I, I mean, half these names I've, I've never even heard of. I mean, you've got, it's the Dustin Johnson show, uh, Louie. I mean, you've got basically two players in the top 20. Louie's not even in the top 20, but he's 21st. Um, I mean, there's rumors that Kepka's going. There's rumors that Patrick Reed's going. There's heavy rumors that Ricky Fowler's going um, and going, right? Like, what, what does that mean now? if the majors are still right. in play for these guys. So it's hard to, <laughs> I mean, Ricky can't even play in majors at this point. So <laughs> what does it matter to him? But, uh, and we love Ricky, like God, right. but, but he's uh, 145th you know. in the world. Right. So it's like, what are we doing? Although from a branding perspective, that's a name, right? That's a yeah. name that pops. Um, so anyways, I, I don't know if I have much more to say, cause I, I, I sh- to damn sure can't say it coherently. I'm just, I am, uh, I guess, intrigued, frustrated, annoyed, uh, I, I got a lot of mood boards going on right now, Mark. Yeah. Go, uh, go cliques. Yeah. Wh- whatever that team name is. Yeah. Whatever that means. I don't even know. That one doesn't even make sense to me. Like, I think I'm a golfer. Like I, I, I right. golf, I follow golf. What, what is that team name? What are we doing? Anyways, I don't know. Let's talk um, about real golf. Let's talk about real golf. Con- kudos to, to Billy Horschel, uh, this week. No one cares where my card was and where it ended up, but I'm not surprised. We talked about going into the Memorial, the golfers that win this, and it's typically like a career win, something that stands above anything else you've done to date. And would you argue that that stands out for Billy Horschel, that this is like his kind of career win to date? Um, I have to look at Horschel's list of wins. He's got five now. Tour championship back in 2014. Like he had the BMW in the tour championship. But then besides that, like he didn't win in 15. He didn't win in 16. In 17, he won the Byron Nelson. In 18, no wins. 19, no wins. 20, no wins. Like it's not. And then he won the match play. He's got seven wins, including the match play and the Zurich. Right. Right. So five real wins, quote unquote. Not, I guess four, because he won the Zurich twice. I don't know. I mean, I mean, the tour championship's a big deal, right? And he won the BMW yeah. the week before. And so is the BMW. The BMW's a playoff. I think this is a big. I think this is a big deal for him. I agree. I agree. And you know, as long as we've been doing this pod, and as long as we've been friends, I am one of the few Billy Horschel supporters out there. You are. I don't think like his stick doesn't uh, irritate me like it does irritate some golf fans. I actually think it comes from a genuine place. We've talked about this on the podcast. Um, you know, how often he talks to his playing partners and encouraging good shots and all that stuff. And um, seeing his family out there, I I am long uh, been a, a Ralph Lauren supporter. So, you know, he's still rocking the <laughs> RLX out there. That's uh, right. from, so, you know, I'm a Billy Horschel 
guy, I guess. Um, I don't mind saying it. And, a nugget uh, and I got a, on on the uh, yeah, and the nugget I got on the broadcast this week was that he had commented in an interview that he was just done, done trying to be who he's not, like done trying to appease everyone, and he's just going to be Billy Horschel. And I have a lot of respect for people like that who are like, you yeah. know what, I'm not for everybody, but you know what, I'm me, and it, that I think that that's commendable, um, even if that means you're kind of an asshole sometimes. Um, but Billy seems to be somebody who's comfortable in his own skin. Right. And yes, I agree. Well, like very you cool. could argue, and I'm not, I am not saying Billy Horschel is like one of the greatest, but you could argue the greatest in any field, athletics, you know, CEOs of company, they all have edges. They're all kind of assholes, mm-hmm. right? You have to have an edge to be at the top of something. And you think everyone Kobe was does. an asshole. MJ was an asshole. Right. Like, I mean, and and I, if if he's a little bit of an asshole sometimes, then like you said, so be it. That's who he is. And I think it makes him better. Right. It's kind yep. of like Patrick Reed, you know, it's just, <laughs> yes. that's like they're they're not it, it's not apples to apples. But like Patrick Reed obviously has uh, a unique uh personality and a, an edge to him whether it's different than billy horschel's edge um you know that people it makes them better so yep you know i like i like billy horschel um i don't like how davis riley and cameron young finished the tournament i'll tell you that <laughs> Both cameron of them young t- with an 84 on sunday was you know we talk about the sunday slip and slide for us <laughs> with our bets on the leaderboard doesn't does 84 was, qualify i mean does it? Do we need to create a new category? Like that's not even a slip and slide. Like that's just a face plant. I th- that's think a- he, did he? He finished dead last of guys who made the cut, and he was, um, uh, I guess, almost dead last for guys who made the cut, and um, he was um, tied uh, tied for first after round one. So uh, I, mean, I felt good after Thursday with Davis Riley and Cameron Young, obviously, and that blew up. Six I, was tweeting, I was tweeting out that I was going to have to give an apology on this podcast for, for the, the slander on his name when yep. you were betting him and the odds. And then Sunday, I don't even want to say I was vindicated because that was just painful to watch. And I watched your top 20 bet Thank and you. anything else that was in play for you just implode. Thank oh, you, yeah, you had the top 20 and the win. Yeah, I, I, was, I felt bad for you because that was uh, not the Cameron Young we've seen for weeks. Right. But- to your point about Davis Riley, yes, he faded. He still booked the top 20 for both of us. And as long as the books, it's a sad week this week. Davis Riley will not be on our cards um, after weeks of being on the card. He's going to take some time away, but he still booked the top 20. So I'm Agreed. not going to complain. Agreed. But I mean, even like Cam Smith, right? One of the best on tour this year, um, 77 on Sunday. It, it was hard out there. And it was it was even harder for, for me to watch some of my bets go down in flames. But Whatever. Uh, Horschel, congrats on the win. Five-shot lead going into Sunday. Still one by four. Did what he had to do. And uh, I don't know. That was that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the card this week, yeah, Davis Riley for both of us. Uh, Cameron Young, a no. Um, Reed, no, but made the cut. Matt Fitzpatrick, surprising missed cut. Very popular pick. Um, and then for me, Morikawa fading. Something doesn't look right with Morikawa. Maybe something to keep an eye on heading into the U S open, not that he would necessarily be one of my high flyers um, coming into that week, but odd uh, to say the least Hideki with the DQ. That was fun. 
Thursday afternoon, whoop, <laughs> there goes there goes a unit on Hideki Matsuyama bets. Who knows who called in his uh, club and the markings he had on it, but <laughs> whatever. Um, that one stunk. And then did have the Wills Alatoris top 20, Davis Rye top 20, and Brendan Steele top 20. That one was a that was a plus 350, uh, no doubter. T10 for Brendan. Are you Steele. on a roll or what, Jeff? It's been a good three weeks. Uh, very good three weeks. And one of those three weeks happened to be a major. So uh I'm I'm feeling good. Also, can I share a golf moment with you? Very brief golf moment. Yes. Albatross this weekend. First ever like golf moment where I threw my club in happiness and not anger and like ran around like a maniac, hold out from 180 on a par five for an albatross that was the coolest golf thing i've ever done i got the uh i got the text alert obviously following your round uh just because we're buddies on on one of the apps but um awesome moment right um what'd you hit how'd it go what was the fall flight like who was around you my my buddies uh 480 yard par five we're not playing from the tips i i don't pretend that i i hit it long but i pipe my drive 305 uh little downhill lie dog leg left. Uh, just tried to play an eight iron with just kind of a comfy swing, get it on the front edge. An eight iron uh, from 180. Who are from one, you from 175 from 175. I should not round 175. Let's not, let's not extend this. It was yeah. 175, not 180. Uh, downhill lie. Just tried to just tried to kind of punch down on it. Made good contact. My buddy who's a much better golfer than me was like, damn, that was a good swing. Just watching the ball straight at the hole, bounces front edge, maybe eight feet from the cup, rolls in. I got to watch it roll in. That was that was cool to see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just you know, we don't want to talk about our golf uh things because I don't know if great golf things really happen to us, but I just wanted to share. You said I was hot this on the on the on the podcast, and I think it's carrying over to my golf game. That's, I shouldn't I didn't shoot well. I, I mean, I didn't shoot well at all, but Hell, I'll remember that. Yeah, who cares? You can exactly. shoot a 112 with a hole in one. You still got a hole in one. You know? Exactly. That's exactly right. So, I've got uh, I've got my member guest coming up in two weeks, so I'll have to to recap that on the pod in uh, Ooh, two episodes yes. from now. Little little brother making it up. Yep, he's coming. Wow. He's coming. Uh, we've got Pressure a couple buddies. Ryan. Yep, we've got a couple buddies playing in it, so we uh, we'll have a, a bunch of banter. We'll probably have some. Some beers flowing, some money going. Who's Matt? Who, who's Matt's? Uh, who's Matt's uh, guest going to be? White. All right. Yep. All right. Yep. So yeah. shout out Matt and Jeff, um, and then uh, Chris and his brother-in-law. They'll be there. We might even be in the same flight as one or both of them. So it could be extra juicy. Amazing. That yep. that sounds like a. I I look forward to a recap of that. That's gonna be fun. Um. Well, sir, should we should we touch on the RBC this weekend? Yeah, uh, I'll give it a go, man. I uh, I'm gonna be honest, my card on paper looks extra stinky. Extra Mine too. Stinky. Mine too. I don't feel good about it. Um, the odds this week are incredibly short. Uh, we'll touch on those golfers in a minute, but I am I was struggling this week. I, I am prepared for the card to come to a screeching halt or my my hot streak. Um, this it's usually when like you hit a couple though, like you don't feel extra great about it. Next thing mm-hmm. you know, you know, blank blank. I won't r- spoil anything. You know, comes through with, with the top twenty at four to one, and boom, you know, 
That's right. And you get back on your winning ways, you know? So, uh, Hey, each week's a new week time to start anew. this week though. Top of the odds board, two guys currently DraftKings tied for the shortest odds, Justin Thomas and Scotty Scheffler. This week is a weird week. I think it's a very top heavy. And then it just, the bottom falls out of this tournament almost immediately. Um, you do have some of the big names getting ready. JT did this before he won the PGA played the week before he's back to do it again. You got a few more young guns, Sam Burns, Scotty, Cameron Smith, Matt Fitzpatrick, all here to get right prior to heading in. Um, anybody in that short window, again, I'll mention them, JT, Scotty, Rory at eight to one, Cam Smith at 10 to one. Of those four, anyone pique your interest? Um, yeah, you mentioned it's it's top heavy. Um, and it's one of the reasons this guy's on my card and it's just a win bet. But I am going to take a shot at Scotty Scheffler at seven to one. Um, lost in a playoff in the uh, Charles Schwab two weeks ago. And he's remains on top of the world, right? Was cut from the PGA, but other than that is having a hell of a year. And um, there was a time where, you know, even that T15 and uh, the missed cut, you thought, okay, he's going to come back down to earth, but he follows it up uh, by reaching the playoff. And uh, in a field like this, where there aren't a ton of superstars, um, I think Scotty Scheffler is worth a shot. Um, you know how I feel about odds this short generally. Um, but I think uh, given the competition, uh, Scotty Scheffler will find his way towards the top of the leaderboard on Sunday. And I'm going to put a full unit on the win at seven to one, nothing else on him. Absolutely. I mean, if there was a guy up there that I'd want, yep, that's the guy. So uh, no complaints with that moving along the rest of the odds board. Uh, in the teens, Sam Burns, 16 to one, Shane Lowry, 16 to one, Matt Fitzpatrick, 16 to one. And then, uh, yeah, that's it. Three guys, 16s. Um, I'll be honest with you. My card starts much lower down, but I do have one guy in a bit of a prop situation. I, I, I may be getting greedy. This probably tells you where my headspace is. Like <laughs> I have a couple good weeks. You're not, you know, you're not generally the prop guy out of the two of us. I know. And I feel a little dirty, but I, I like it. Um, I don't necessarily like it to win and I'll explain why in a minute, but I still wanted exposure to this guy on my card. Um, I'm taking Shane Lowry um, top great Britain in Ireland at four to one for a half unit. And in looking back in the moments that Shane Lowry has won, even think back to Honda this year when Sepp Straka took him out down the stretch and arguably you would have thought Shane Lowry was going to get the job done. Um, these are low scoring affairs. And I know we're at a course, um, St. George's, which we haven't seen since 2010 for the Canadian Open. We we bounce around a lot. Uh, I don't think, I don't know, but I don't think the scoring is going to be 10, 12. I think it's more likely to be 16, 18. Um, again, I, I'm kind of throwing a dart here blind, but that's not where Shane Lowry excels. He's not a birdie maker. Um, but I look across the rest of that group that he's up against, Matt Fitzpatrick, um, Rory, obviously he's the shortest odds at plus 225. I just think Shane Lowry um, is going to be sort of the, like the buoy. You can't sink him. Kind of what we talked about with Rom earlier in the year, very good playing well. And for that number, I just wanted Shane Lowry exposure. I was struggling to find guys I liked this week and he was one. I just didn't like his number at 16 but I like this better. Um, he's competing against a smaller field for this. So that's my, that's, that's my um, route. That's one of the reasons I don't have my guy, Matt Fitzpatrick on the card this week. He's 16 to one. And 
I just couldn't get behind a number that short on a guy who hasn't won on tour yet. Uh, right. Similar to what we had a, uh, when Zalatoris was, I believe it was what, 12 to one, um, mm-hmm. what, two or three weeks ago. I just, I can't do it. Um, especially coming off a miscut where he putted horrendously. Uh, I know he is a popular pick to bounce back, but at 16 to one, it's just too short. Um, even for me who, who loves Matt Fitzpatrick. So. Yep, absolutely. Moving along into the twenties, Terrell Hatton, 20 to one, Harold Varner, 22, Corey Connors, the Canadian favorite Canadian 22. Um, it's a short window for the twenties. Anybody there, and if you don't have anybody there, let's just open it up and start to kind of bounce around through the odds boards with maybe your next bet is. Yeah, no, I actually do have um, Terrell Hatton at 20 to 1. Uh, again, pretty short odds, um, but he is one of the best players in this field um, who is having a pretty good run. Uh, hasn't played since the PGA uh, where he finished T13, uh, but does uh, typically play pretty well. Um, you know, when he's in the field, he is second on tour in putting. Uh, he always puts lights out in his last 16 rounds. He's 15th in the field strokes gained tee to green 11th strokes gained approach 12th strokes gained putting. Everything is in form that needs to be in form here to do well at St. George's. And, um, I like Terrell Hatton a lot. Um, so I've got a half a unit on the win. And uh, three quarters of a unit on a top 10 at plus 190. Love it. He was on my short list. Didn't make the card this week, but he was he was someone I was looking at. Um, just past the 20s is where my card starts to take shape. I've already touched on Shane Lowry, but my first win bet, I'm going back to a guy that I had a couple weeks ago. Uh, didn't pay it off with a win, but he did get the T4. And that would be Tony Fino. I'm taking Tony Fino at 30 to 1. I'm also taking Tony Fino at top 20 at plus 110. Like I mentioned, I had Tony Finau, I think three weeks ago now, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, no, I have at the Charles Schwab. So I did have him two weeks ago. Uh, top 20, played well. And he's been playing well for a decent stretch here. Hasn't missed a cut in well over three months. He's got a couple top fives in that window. Um, no worse than a T41. So it's not like he's limping to the finish line. Yeah, sure. He's not necessarily contending every week, but he's not limping. And in this field, I feel confident that Tony Finau, his putters back to where we expect it. It was an abysmal December, January, February at the putter, but he's back to gaining strokes putting. His approach numbers have been consistent. His off the tee game has been fantastic. Um, we're talking about a shorter course this week, but it's an it's a moment where I think his combination uh, of distance, maybe he can club down a little bit, keep the ball in the fairway since he's not the most accurate guy and let the uh, the putter and the approach game show. So Tony Finau, 30 to one for a half unit. Um, oh, let me confirm that 20 to one. No, sorry. 30 to one. Yes. 30 to one for a quarter of a unit top 20 plus one ten for a unit. I am. Uh, I'm also on Tony Finau again. We did this blind. Um, so we didn't know, we don't know our bets uh, ahead of time, but uh, for all the reasons you said, his putter is improving over his last 12 rounds. He's 30th in the field in strokes gained putting. Over his 16 round, uh, last 16 rounds, he's third in the field, tee to green, 17th in approach. Uh, he's playing really well. He looks like he's back to uh, back to good form. Uh, I put a half unit on the win. And then instead of a top 20 like you did, I actually went a step further and did uh, three quarters of unit on the top 10. At uh, wow. plus 250. Yeah, so I went a little bit more bold on Finau this week. Uh, I'm bullish on him uh, this week. 
And uh, I think we can get top 10 Tony to the finish line. I was going to say top 10 Tony is going to return. That's going to be that three of his last uh, five. If that comes to fruition, let's hope be a good little run for Tony heading into the next major for me. My next bet comes in at 45 to one Sebastian Munoz uh, to win at a quarter of a unit in a top 20 at plus 150. We saw Seabass scare everybody. The AT&T Byron Nelson with a T3 ended up kind of fading on Sunday, did not have his best stuff. Jordan Spieth, who I had a win bet on, also faded and missed seven footers. But, you know, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Sebastian. And Sebastian's game has been in a decent place since January. He has not missed the cut since the American Express back on June 23rd. Like Tony Finau, in that period, his worst finish is T55 at the PGA Championship. Amongst that, plenty of top 20 finishes. Um, well, actually, I take that back. couple in the 20s, T26, T21, T23. So he's right around, not contention, but placing. Placing um, and the spot that you would kind of expect a Sebastian Munoz. But his game is in a good place. He's rating out really well on approach. Has been now for a while. Uh, the question mark is the off the tee game and the putter. It's a bit erratic, but the approach number has stayed consistent. And as this podcast is known to do, we look for ball strikers. Wouldn't put Sebastian in that category, but with a field with such short odds, I'm much more comfortable with somebody like Sebastian Munoz at 45 to one. Uh, His lone win on tour came back at the, I believe it was the Bermuda um, back in maybe 17 or 18. I've got to look back and find it, but this feels like, feels like the kind of field that he could excel in. Um, I think we're clear about what Sebastian Munoz is and what he isn't. He Sanderson farms 2019. This is a Sanderson farms level field with a couple good guys at the top. Sebastian Munoz can contend this week and I'm, I'm betting on it. I would, uh, I would agree. Um, I'll be honest. My last two guys on the card, Jeff are way down there on the board. So <laughs> I can't got, wait. I can't wait, wait to hear about they're that. They're way down there on the board. So if you've got anybody else, please go ahead. I'll, I'll keep it brief. I do have two more. Um, I've, the first one is Keith Mitchell. Keith Mitchell is not often on my card, but this week he is going to make a showing. Keith has been playing decent golf of late. Um, actually been pretty impressed as off the tee game continues to do well. That's his weapon. His weapon is by far his off the tee game. His approach numbers are a bit all over the place, but he did have a T18 last week at the Memorial, uh, coming off a T34 at the PGA. Week before that, T76. And before that, it was two missed cuts. Why am I telling you that? Well, the trend line is in a positive direction for Keith Mitchell. Um, We are scraping the bottom of the barrel. I can't wait to hear who's at the bottom of your card, but I like the idea of Keith Mitchell at 50 to one for a quarter of a unit in the top 20 at plus 160. It wasn't that long ago, back in February, where this man was four uh, of, sorry, five of his last six events from basically the end of November through February, where he was placing top, top, top tens. Um, so I think Keith Mitchell can still find that form. Uh, a lot of it's going to come from consistent ball striking with his irons, but he showed a little bit last week on a tough track at the Memorial, and I think he can carry it over this week. So those are my... My two bets for Keith Mitchell win at 50 to one for a quarter of a unit, top 20 plus 160 for a unit. And then my last guy is the Canadian Open. Gotta have a Canadian on the card. Uh, didn't like Corey Connors' numbers, too short for me uh, at 22. I'm gonna take Adam Hadwin. Uh, Adam Hadwin has played well at the Canadian Open in the past. It's a bit of a sporadic play well. I don't have anything crazy on him, simply a top 20 at plus 150 for three quarters of a unit. 
I couldn't let this tournament pass without a Canadian on the card. Adam Hadwin, you get the nod. Okay. Um, you, you ready for mine? I am so curious. So I hardly know who this guy is, okay? And I have surely never bet on him. David Lipsky mm. is 33 years old, turned pro in 2011, 187th in uh, the official world golf rankings, 75th in the FedEx Cup. On the surface, that's pretty gross. However, <laughs> if you go back to um, even the Arnold Palmer March uh, in early March, he finished T26 there. Um, since that tournament, he's missed only two cuts. He's got three top tens, um, five finishes in the top 26, including uh, the Arnold Palmer. He is uh, 32nd on tour in driving accuracy, um, which that's a cool thing to learn about a new guy, right? Um, in his last 16 rounds, he ranks 26th in this field in strokes gained tee to green, 21st in the field in strokes gained approach, and 24th in putting. That's pretty damn good for a guy I have hardly ever heard of. Um, he is 130 to 1 to win this tournament, uh, according to DraftKings. I'm going to put a quarter of a unit on that, and I'm going to put three quarters of a unit on a top 20 at three to one because I just have a feeling about David Lipsky this week, Jeff. I, I don't know what that feeling is. Um, and if he hits, I would like you to share that feeling with me next week because <laughs> I want to track down a David Lipsky number like that. For sometimes the, uh... sometimes when you, you have a feeling, you just got to follow it. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I started to go through the field and I'm looking at recent form and, I'm looking at driving accuracy numbers and, you know, last 16 rounds, you know, things that I typically look for when I'm doing research anyway. And Lipsky just stuck out. And so I said, I got to investigate this guy. Who is he? And do I really want to bet on him? And the answer is yes. So I've got a full unit on him uh, spread out over the win at a 130 to one and then top 20 at three to one. You've got um, you've got a fever, and the only prescription is more David Lipsky. More, yeah, more Lipsky. Um, my uh, my last pick is uh, a guy I'm fairly confident you bet on before. I certainly have not, and that's Stefan Jaeger. Um, Stefan Jaeger, another guy with decent form, I guess. Um, he uh, finished T29 at the Zurich team event, whatever. T15 at the Mexico Open the next week. T6 at the Wells Fargo at TPC Potomac the week after that. And uh, T38 at the Byron Nelson uh, last month. He did miss the cut at the Charles Schwab, um, but is playing fairly well. In his uh, uh, last 16 rounds, um, he ranks 20th in the field. Strokes gained T to green, 19th in strokes gained approach. His putting is not very good. Um, he does rank uh, 12th uh, around the green, uh, which I thought was pretty interesting. And uh, he's actually 11th on tour in Eagles, which is uh, kind of interesting. Um, I don't have a win bet on Stefan Yeager, uh, but I do have a top 20. That's at four to one for half a unit. So Again, another feeling. I don't quite have the same feeling I do with David Lipsky, but Jaeger's got the form in at least his last 16 rounds. Um, that makes me think he could finish top 20 in this event. 
I, he was a name I circled too. That one makes a lot more sense to me than David Lipsky, but I am so excited to follow David Lipsky on Thursday. That made my day. So. It'll be the first time that I've ever favorited David Lipsky or Stephanie. And maybe the, the last time. Time. We'll see. We'll see. Come on. Mark needs that. Mark needs that prescription, David. Bring that's it home, right. buddy. Bring it home. <laughs> so that's um, my card. Yeah. And mine too, man. You know, I am happy that we're back to a major uh, here next week. This one was tough. I am looking forward to to getting up to Brookline, if I'm if I'm correct. Um, so it's going to be a fun week. We have a lot of guys looking to get right. Mark looking to get right heading into the majors where he usually excels. Um, we'll see if my card can can stay hot. I may have used up all my luck on Sunday on the golf course. If that's the case, so be it. Uh, let's recap for the people. I've got Tony Fina to win thirty to one for a quarter of a unit and a top twenty for a unit. Sebastian Munoz to win 45 to one for a quarter of a unit and a top 20 for a unit. Keith Mitchell to win 50 to one for a quarter of a unit and a top 20 for a unit. Shane Lowry, top great Brit and Irish four to one for a half unit. And then Adam Hadwin top 20 plus 150 for three quarters of a unit. And that is five for me, folks. I've got a win bet on Scotty Scheffler seven to one for a full unit. Uh, Terrell Hatton, half a unit on a win at 20 to 1, three quarters of a unit on a top 10 at plus 190. I'm also on uh, Tony Finau for a little bit more uh, than Jeff is. I've got a half unit on a win at 30 to 1, three quarters of a unit on the top 10 at plus 250. Uh, David Lipsky, how you doing? A quarter of a unit on the win, 130 to 1 three quarters of a unit on a top 20 at three to one. And then Stefan Yeager rounds out my card with a top 20 at four to one for half a unit. Love it. All right. With that, that will do it for the RBC Canadian open. We will be back next week. We will bring the excitement. We'll bring the energy. Maybe we'll bring some more live golf thoughts. Lots will be happening in the golf world over the next seven days. You can be assured of that. And we will be here to break it all down next week, looking ahead to the U S open Enjoy the tournament this weekend. Get out to your local course. Uh, enjoy the sunshine this summer. And we will see you next week on the Walking In Podcast.